Since 2005, Mosquito Squad has been eliminating pests on our path to growth. But what we're most proud of are the opportunities we offer our franchisees. The strongest market share in the industry, a network of support and expertise, low upfront investment, and a simple, scalable business model. So if you've been considering starting a business, maybe it's time to get started and grow faster with Mosquito Squad. To learn more, go to msq.today. That's msq.today. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. When you're tuned in, you're with Lady Business and Give It to the People Radio, where you're going to get enlightened, enhanced, empowered, and enriched. Make sure that you always tune in to Give It to the People Radio. Give us a round of applause for Elle today, the beauty boss. Woo, woo, woo! Thank you, thank you. That was so amazing. I don't even know if I can live up to all of what she said because she is that and beyond. Um, I remember first encountering this aura of a person (laughs) that's the best way that I could explain it she came in and she had her fan and um, every other word that she said was like yes give it to the people and I started calling her miss give it to the people (laughs) so I am so happy to be here again my name is Lavandra Johnson most of my friends call me L so happy to see somebody here from Charlotte. Hey, I am from Charlotte, originally uh, born and bred from Charlotte, but I have traveled virtually everywhere. So to tell you a little bit about me before we begin discussing beauty and buying power, which is why I'm standing here today. um, I have been in business now. I've been an entrepreneur for 15 years. Um, Within that 15-year time span, I have done a lot of things. I owned a women's boutique for many, many years in Charlotte, actually in South Charlotte. So I did that for many years. Um, I was the vice president of a local fashion publication. Uh, We ended up going national with that. Uh, But my signature, probably the thing that I am most known for is branding, which is very important if you are a business owner or aspiring to be a business owner. So I started out branding for my clients, um, some of the girls from Real Housewives of Atlanta. I started working when they very first launched the Love and Hip Hop franchise with some of the folks there, Um, even all the way back to, and this is like old reality TV, um, What Chili Wants, when she had her show on VH1 with Tiana Smalls. So I have worked in the reality space with helping these celebrities brand themselves as well as brand events. And as I exited the fashion world, just because it was a little too demanding for me being a single parent with my daughter, I wanted to spend more time at home because I was working six days a week and then the other day I was in the studio doing photo shoots all day. So seven days a week was a bit too much um, and my daughter had some health challenges and I wanted to exit that. But I knew that I wanted to do something that still satisfied that entrepreneurial itch. So I thought of what I love the most, which is branding. And then the second thing that I loved or something that I was really interested in conquering at the time was skincare. So I now have a skincare brand. It's called L. Johnson. 
have done really, really well in the past year and a half, almost two years that I've had the brand. Um, we've been featured in Elle magazine, uh, Yahoo, CEW Beauty, um, travel to New York, LA, various places promoting the brand um, and getting that exposure. So here we are today to talk about beauty and buying power, um, which is very important and very significant to our community of people, the African-American people. Um, how much would you say as a whole collectively African-Americans spend on beauty each year? Does anybody know or want to take a guess? <laughs> yes, combined. Yes. So it's to the tune of over $1 billion that we spend in the beauty industry. Um, who knows the percentage that African Americans make up as far as people and population within the United States? It ranges, um, some reports will show you anywhere from 10 to 14%. We're on the upwards of 14% now. So if you think about that, 14% of the population but when it comes to beauty, we spend over $1 billion. And statistics say that we now spend, black women spend nine times the amount on beauty than any other demographic, any other race. But we're oftentimes kind of pushed aside. You don't see, you see it now, but prior, I would say in the last five years, you did not see as many advertisements with black women, black models, or if you did, it was one type, typically an African model with very short hair. You didn't see what I call the regular girl. So um, I and my, myself, along with some other brand owners, we want to change that dynamic, and I just want to speak to the importance of knowing who you're purchasing from when you are purchasing beauty items, when you're looking to lend your support to brands. Um, and an alarming statistic that I did not know prior to entering this industry is that most beauty brands are not owned by women. I would say probably about 90 plus percent of them are owned by men. And my thing is, how can you tell me what I want? How can you tell me what I want it to look like, what it to feel like? Um, and why are we not giving women these same opportunities to empower themselves and to create these global dominating industries and dominating brands? For instance, um, there are seven companies that own virtually every beauty product that you buy. Seven companies own 182 beauty brands. And that encompasses everything, not just white brands from Pantene to MAC Cosmetics, Urban Decay, OPI that you use on your nails. Um, seven companies own over 180 brands. And that's why when I speak to entrepreneurs, um, I always push people to diversify themselves. Once you have gotten that one brand going, you've gotten it developed, I always recommend start something else because that's how you diversify, that's how you build a stronger portfolio, that's how you succeed, that's how you get ahead. Um, so that's just a little tidbit about that. And Ms. Chisa is supposed to be 
co-moderating. I think she has some questions because I want to be interactive. I want you guys to ask questions. I want to provide as much feedback as I can um, on beauty and buying power. But ultimately, I just want us as a people to understand our buying power, understand that with as much money as we spend, we have the power to influence these brands to include us in their advertising, include us in their marketing. I want to see people that look like me. I want to see all shades of brown. And so now you have a couple of companies coming aboard and trying to be a little more inclusive and we're seeing more shades in terms of foundations and that sort of thing. Um, but it's very important that we know our power and I think oftentimes we get stuck thinking that we are powerless and that we have to accept whatever is put out and that is not the case because guess what? If we stopped buying tomorrow or today, most of those companies would be bankrupt. We carry these brands. So we have to be aware of that. We have to demand change um, and we just have to be cognizant of where we're putting our dollars and when at all possible, invest buy products from those small startups, those small business owners, those women-owned brands, because they don't get that same opportunity as some of those larger brands. You see how she called me out, y'all? She was like, and so Jesus, but I'm- Yeah, you know you got those shades sometimes. I'm doing all of everything today. Um, but no, the questions that I had were really more pertaining to the fact of, um, I think one of the things that I always liked was the aesthetics of your brand. And so when we look at the packaging and those things, what was your, because this is the thing, I think a lot of us, and I'm just going to say it, I'm just going to be blunt, want to get something out there, and we're not necessarily thinking about how it looks sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so you have to take the time to design everything and be intentional about that as far as yes. the packaging um, and just making sure that this way it looks like something. And one thing that I would always associate with your brand would be luxury yes. um, because it doesn't look like, is this going to break me out? I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, you know how some stuff... Some stuff look like, mm, I don't know if I can try that. Um, but no, it looks like, it looks like, oh girl, I'm gonna be supple. That's how it looks. I feel like supple and succulent, yes. right? So um, the thought process behind your brand, and if you could just give them a little sure. information on that. Um, well, the thought process behind my brand, and, and this is the packaging, this is what it looks like. Number one, when I began creating my brand, I said from day one, and this is no shade, this is no disrespect to anyone else who does or it may be their aesthetic, but I did not want it to look like the traditional packaging that you see from a natural-based brand, which is typically your reds, your greens, your yellows, your orange. It's a rustic-type look. I knew from day one, I was like, no, I don't want that. I don't want anything similar to that. Um, from day one, I knew it had to have a luxury look and feel to it. And I didn't want the norm. That, that was my thing. Anybody that knows me, like, I don't want the norm. If it's normal, I don't want it. If everybody else got it, you can keep it, you can have it. That's just not me. Um, and so as I sat down and kind of began writing out what I wanted, I knew I wanted luxury. And as I mapped out my brand blueprint, I said, where would I want to sell my product? 
where would I want people to go to purchase my product? Because that plays an integral factor into the look and feel of it as well. And again, no shade to anybody that does. That's great for them. But I said, I do not want a Walmart brand. I do not want a Target brand. I want a brand that has a department store look and feel. And again, if someone has that, that's great. That's for them. That may be their target. There may be that their demographic. But for me personally, I knew that I wanted a department store look and feel. I'm extra. That's just me. Anybody that knows me, I have always been. And I think your brand should be a representative of you, the person, as well, because that's the society that we live in. So I think oftentimes business owners get so eager to launch something and get it out there that you compromise. Um, and more importantly, we don't do our research. Like you should know what everything within your industry looks like, what they got going on, because that sets the basis and tone for you because how do you know that you're different if you don't even know what they're doing? So you have to research and you have to know what they have going on to know what sets me apart. So I can proudly go to any trade show because I know when I get there, ain't nobody gonna have no packaging like this. If they do, we're gonna have to have a conversation. <laughs> Come on, superior packaging. So, um, you know, I knew what I wanted. I knew that it would carry a higher price point and I'm comfortable with that. And that's another thing in your entrepreneurial journey. Who in here is an entrepreneur? Who in here has some sort of business? Awesome. Great, I believe in that. I think everybody should have something. Um, but I knew it would carry a different price point and I'm completely fine with that because every customer is not my customer. If you only have $5, you are not my customer. I can send you somewhere else, but you're not my customer. And so I'm fine with that because there's a room and there's a caveat for every industry and every uh, business plan that you may have and every pricing model that you may have, but it wasn't mine. So I knew that it had to be luxurious. I did not want plastic. So if you have visited the table, if you've touched my bottle, you know this is not plastic. It is a acrylic bottle. All of my packaging is either acrylic or glass. And I do it intentionally, one, for the look of it, but number two, because of the ingredients contained inside. And I think that's another thing um, we often don't know or maybe don't educate ourselves on. Um, specifically with skincare, when you have products that are in plastic, that can transfer to the product. So having packaging that's either acrylic or glass-based because it's so slick, it does not transfer to the product. Um, so that's a little bit about the packaging, how it came to be. I designed the packaging myself. Um, the labeling, the logo. I'm a firm believer in knowing how to do everything within your business. And I say that because there may be a time that Tammy don't show up for work. And when Tammy don't show up for work, are you gonna stop your business? I refuse to wait on anyone to service my business. So when I started, the reason that I have the knowledge that I have and the skill set that I have now is because I learned every single thing. Everything you see from my business comes from me. I learned how to create my website. I learned how to create flyers. I now know how to shoot my products. Um, I developed my products. I developed the packaging. Everything. 
Now that has good and bad because that's something that I also got to work on because I have an issue with relinquishing power. So that, that's another topic. That's another, I'm sure you got that in a book somewhere. Yes. <laughs> but that, that, that's another topic. Um, but again, don't relinquish your power where you're dependent upon other people. You have to be in position to move on and roll on at any and all costs. So hopefully that answers yeah. your question that about That was wonderful. That was exactly what I was talking about. Now, the other thing that I think that people are interested in is the aspect of the visual when you actually are saying, I'm getting on television, but I'm inside of magazines and some of those things. So I know with one thing, you creating your own magazine, basically being like Oprah, right? And then making sure that you're on the cover of your magazine, but it's easier for you to make your own things than to get into other people's publications. So if you can talk about some of that as far as transitioning the brand from, it's not just here in Charlotte, but it's on these websites, these bloggers are talking about it. Give us a little bit of perspective on that. Absolutely. Um, exposure or brand awareness is key to any brand. And this is something I could talk about all day because I love it. I love marketing. I love PR. I love branding. It all kind of merges together. It's all different, but it merges together. Um, with me personally, because I have a basis in these fields, I think it was a little bit easier. But as I was learning this many years ago, the number one thing that I had to learn is if you want people to be interested in what you're doing, to write about what you're doing, to share about what you're doing, to buy into whatever it is that you're selling, number one, you have to live it. I can't sell you extra if I'm not extra. You can't tell me about all this wonderful hairstyling that you do when I'm looking at your head and it's a hot mess. It just don't work like that. You know, and I understand we all have our bad days because you might see me in Walmart on a Tuesday and be like, girl, you know, th that happens. But when you are representing your company and looking to get something from someone, you have to present them something that's worth something, you know. And, and I see the mistake oftentimes with business owners. We want PR. We want press. But then I get to your website. It don't have work. The buttons don't work. You know, the social media links don't work. You have a business page telling me to go look at your social media and I see your cats, your dogs, your kids. I'm not interested in none of that. What are you trying to sell me? And so presentation is key. So to date, um, you know, just some of the things I've been able to do, you know, outside of the celebrity base. I don't, I don't even talk about that because that's a whole completely different world. But with getting into publications and getting press, everything boils down to presentation. And if you are not presenting it and presenting it well, because from an editor's standpoint, and I've lived in this world as well, they're getting countless emails a day, countless products coming across their desks. Do I write about it? Do I pass? And if you are not on point, if you don't have the right visuals in place, the right branding, they're gonna kindly move on and slide your stuff to the side. And that's just the reality of it. Because oftentimes people say, you know, it's you know who you know. Not all the time. Um, all of the press that I have gotten for this brand has been from people I did not know. 
people that I had no connection to, people that I randomly met in New York or LA or wherever I was at the time. And I made sure that I presented them with something to say, hey, this is who I am. This is what I do. Here is my product. Here is my website. I would love for you to check it out. It does not have to be extremely in detail. You're not there to preach nobody, no sermon. You know, it's just a quick hit and move on. And if you're, whatever it is that you're selling or you yourself, the brand, if it stands up to be visually appeasing, you don't have to do no 30, 40 minute pitch. You know, I should be able to, I tell people all the time, and sometimes I'll put out a call to say, hey, you know, I need, you know, maybe a makeup artist. I'm coming into town and I'm looking for a makeup artist in your city. You know, tag your friend, tag somebody that doesn't make up. And you tag it and it, it happens every time. Someone gets tagged, go to their page, ain't no makeup nowhere. Like I would never even know this girl did makeup. She ain't got on no makeup, ain't none of her friends got on no makeup. Like, no ma'am, you can't help me. There, there's no way, cause you don't do that. It's like, oh I do makeup, oh you do? Well, where is it at? Oh, it's on my other page. No, ma'am, this is the page that somebody directed me to. That's a missed opportunity. I'm moving on. I don't have time to school you today. You can go through my page and read some little inspirational quotes or whatever you want to get. I got some advice on there for you. You better them. But today, I have to move on. You know, you oftentimes don't get a second chance. Uh It's a matter of when that opportunity is presented to you, you better be on point. You better be ready. It's that simple, you know, have your visuals together. And that's one thing that I always remembered when I first met Miss Lady Business. I was like, that girl be popping out some photos. Is she doing a photo shoot every day? Every time you turn around, she got photos. She done posted so many photos and got her makeup done so many times. I even know the grams of glam later. I'm like, I don't even know that lady, but I know her. You know, those sorts of things are what leave impressions with people. And if you don't have that on point, people are going to move on. People don't have time to give you a second chance. Oh, it's coming. You know, okay, well, when is it going to get here? You know, that's the thing. You know, if I ask you, hey, can I go to your website? I want to purchase your products. Yeah, it'll, it'll, be, up, it'll be up in, you know, a couple of nevers. Like, no, I don't have time. Like, you have to have a vehicle. If you want to transport a product, if you want to transport yourself to move from point A to point B, you have to have a vehicle to get there. So that's a little about that. I hope that answers that part of your question. If anybody else have any questions, feel free to chime in. Let me know. I want it to be interactive. I ain't going to stand in front of y'all all day and preach to you. Um, now, one thing I do want to do is because she's going to go back there to her table and she's going to bring her products and you're going to bring some money back there. <laughs> okay. All right. But um, in addition to that, um, as far as doing the branding and things for other people, that is something that people can learn from you as well. Yes. So if you're interested in having her as a branding coach, and um, I'm just saying I do similar but not the same. So therefore, you know, it's no like I said, competition in this, um, you know, that's something you can definitely learn some wonderful things from Elle as well. So feel free to use your resources as far as the people that you know, the people that you see. And um, if you're looking to also improve your brand, she is excellent, okay? So any questions? We're going to take one or two questions. One or two. Uh Uh-oh, got one. What you got? 
Hey. Hey. To market your brand? Okay. And you're selling clothing, I assume? Okay. Um, if you are relatively new in what you're doing, I always tell people, find the cheapest way to do it. When you're new, you should not spend a whole, whole lot of money because typically you don't have it. Um, but when you do spend money, of course, the bulk of it should go to marketing. And what I found for me when I had my women's boutique, and I'll give you an example. You know how you go online or go to market and you purchase your inventory and they have stock images to kind of show you a model with the dress on. And I would post that and I would put that on my website and I may get 10, 15 likes on it. I would then just randomly being out, maybe wear that same dress just going out somewhere get somebody to take my photo, post the photo, I may get 400 likes and sell three or four of them. So I say that to say, you are a walking billboard for your business. The best way to market what you do is for you to be a representative of it. Anytime you are going out to a local event or anywhere else, you should be wearing your stuff. Because some one is going to ask you or compliment you on your attire that you have on and you can then bridge and open that conversation to, hey, my name is Jade, right? Alyssa Jade, I have a boutique, you know, this is my car, girl, check me out, we got all different types of stuff. That is how you begin to build what I call a community. Because what you have to understand, and for anyone that has a business, we all are selling the same stuff. You may have a boutique, you have fashion, someone else has fashion, you know, someone else may have purses or whatever. We are all essentially selling the same stuff. What makes a person buy from you is the connection that they have with you, if they know you on an intimate or personal level, or how you present it and how you carry it. That is what makes the difference. Um, so for you, I would say start with what you have. Number one, social media will be your best friend, especially if you're in like a smaller, more rural area. Social media is gonna be your best friend to get your business out the quickest and get the best impact for it. Um, whether that just be you posting photos and make sure they're good photos. That's the other thing. Don't be posting them dark, grainy photos. Don't nobody Professional see that. photos? Yes. If you can't get professional photos, because I used to blog as well. Um, anybody in here blog? Fashion bloggers? Come on, bloggers. Awesome. So I used to do that. You know why bloggers' photos look so good? Because they are up and outside when the sun comes up or before the sun comes up at about 7 a.m., getting natural light. It makes a huge difference. So what I would suggest, and I used to do this and even yesterday, I was supposed to have a shoot and it was like 30 degrees and I was like, Lord, I'm gonna freeze. But it is necessary. You have to do what it takes to get the photo and get the quality photo. Not just any photo, it has to be a good photo. And you don't have to post 30,000 photos in the same outfit for them to get it. Pick your best photo. Find you some editing apps 
online. You can do it on your cell phone. So find those and begin to post those. Share about who you are, what your business is. And I always tell people, you have to become the authority. Because when you're first starting out, nobody knows what you do or why you're doing it. They don't know that you're good at it. They don't know that you're the best. You have to make them think or make them believe that. So you have to become the authority. So get dressed, go take some photos. All right. So that is all of the great information from the beauty boss. Can you give her a round of applause? Thank y'all. Thank you so much for listening to Give It to the People Radio. Make sure that you follow us online at ladybusiness.com, L-A-D-Y-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S. We look forward to helping you grow, sustain, and maintain your business. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Duncan wants you to know they have your back through this difficult time by making your experience as easy as possible with on-the-go ordering. It takes two simple steps. One, place your order and pay through the Duncan app. Two, pick up your order in-store or from the drive-thru for an easy grab-and-go experience. Duncan is committed to taking care of their guests and being a place of comfort during this difficult time and is here to keep you running. America runs on Duncan.